You know what? We're going to get right into it. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's called Travel Light, okay? And uh, how many of you know that sometimes we just carry a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage in life, right? Absolutely, we do. We carry a lot of things. And, and sometimes we're not even really um, made aware of these things until stuff really comes down to the wire, you know, and, and until maybe we're setting in settings like this. And, you know, the Bible tells us in James that the Word of God is really supposed to be like a reflective mirror uh, to us, showing us the areas of what, within our lives that we need to change. And, you know, for a lot of us in this room, we have some distractions within life, Right? Some things that are, can pull you left. Is anybody like easily distracted? Throw your hand up. Thank you. See, me too. That's why I sit right here in the front. Well, one, I got to come up here. I'm the pastor. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. But I got to sit up right here in the front because if I'm back there and, and somebody's moving around or talking or doing it, I'm like, well, I got to know what's going I need to know what you're talking about because you might be talking about me. And if you're laughing, I love to laugh. So I want to know what's so funny. You know what I mean? That's just how I am. But you know what? The, the, the theme of this, of this series is really called Travel Light. And we're going to look at some things that we need to probably disperse of in our life. Like we need to get rid of some of this stuff. But um, if, if I may, I, I'm going to first note within your um, outline there, I want you to do something for me. Look at the per person beside you. All right? If you don't have somebody beside you, you can look at me. That's cool. All right? And here's what I want you to say. You are... Oblivious, oblivious to the obvious. All right? Think about it. Do it one more time. Some of you are getting way too much enjoyment out of that. You are oblivious to the obvious. I got to tell you a story. I was oblivious to the obvious several weeks ago. And I'm actually, it's kind of embarrassing for me. I was standing up here, I went through an entire sermon, sermon, service, everything, and I'm not going to embarrass the young lady who came to me, but I'm not going to telling her, her name or anything like that, because I'm extremely embarrassed, right? And uh, so I was up here, I was giving you guys the word of God, and actually some of you, I'm really ashamed that you didn't come and help out your friend, which is the pastor, all right? And at the end of the service, she comes up to me, she's like, Pastor, I got to tell you something. And I was like, She's like, I don't want this to be weird. I was like, okay. I just about fell. Did y'all see that? I was like, okay, it's not going to be weird. She's like, your fly's been down the entire service. I told my wife, I told my family, and they were rolling. And I said, you know what? At least she paid attention to detail and cared enough to tell me there's something wrong. Some of y'all will probably let me just go on and not say a word. <laughs> sometimes, why do I say the stuff I say? But sometimes we are, everybody's like, let me check. We're good. All right. <laughs> but sometimes we are absolutely oblivious to the obvious in life. Like we need people to bring things to our attention. And you know, even more importantly, we need, we need God to really show us and bring things to our attention, you know? We need to allow the word of God to act just like that for us. But how many of you ever noticed that it can be hard to focus in life? I look at the culture and the society that we live in, man, and we've got so many things that are pulling us one way or another. And here we are, we're going into a season that while our focus should be on Thanksgiving and, 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 and upon Jesus and the birth of him and what God has given us, we can also allow a lot of these things to bring some distractions within our lives. And outside of this season, let's just face it, guys, we have stuff all the time that's pulling for our attention. And I'm not just talking about your kids. The enemy, if he could do anything at all, he would love to, more than anything else, pull your attention away from what God is wanting to do in your life and through your life. Not only to impact you, but so that God can impact others. And he wants to disrupt that more than anything, you know? So, it's easy to let our minds wander like this, especially in a service like this. Well, what are we going to eat later? You ever been here in church? You're like, what, what is Don's got on special today? It's beef and dumplings. Let me help you out. 
All right? Actually, I don't really know, but I'm guessing that's what it is. All right? Chicken and dumplings. Whatever, right? Watch this. Why is that person over there looking so funny? You ever, you ever ugly Christmas sweater Sunday's coming up. That's going to be a big one right there, all right? Um, I don't like what they're wearing. I can't stand how they're singing. You ever, have you ever stood by somebody in church that can't sing? Winnie stands by me every Sunday. I, I made a comment like a year ago, and I said, you know, I love worship, but I can't sing worth a lick. And I'll sometimes find myself blurting it out, and I'm like, did anybody else hear that? Winnie, after church, comes up to me and says, Pastor, I hear it all the time out of you. <laughs> oh, man. How about this? How about this? You guys ever been distracted? I have a problem. It's a very serious problem. I don't like loud eaters. Anybody else like that? Right? I read an article this week that if you're annoyed by the loudness of people eating, you are a genius. <laughs> now who doesn't like loud eaters? Everybody's going to be throwing their hand up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, you know, it can, though, seriously. Sometimes in life, it can, be a fo- it can be a problem to have our focus or to keep our focus. But what I want you to understand, it's absolutely necessary and it's worth the fight within us to do that. So what we're going to really look at today and in, in le- letting go of some things that bring distractions. And these distractions are simply set up to easily destroy us. All right. Um, the word distraction actually is, is, uh, comes from a Latin word. And here's what it means. It means a pulling apart. So what a distraction is really trying to do is try to bring a disruption into what is organized. Right? It's trying, to, it's trying to pull apart something that, that there's, 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 there's a, a main focus that's happening, and the distraction is trying to take away from that and create another type of focus. So it's a pulling apart. It's a separating. It's a drawing of the mind in different directions. And my mind sometimes can go crazy. I don't know about yours. You know, there's, there's a reason why people look at me sometimes. They're like, Pastor, why do you get up so early and do your daily devotion? It's simple. If I don't do it while there's silence and the kids aren't running around and everything, all the other commotion is happening, whoo, I might as well not even do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is going to be bad. So I have to separate myself from distractions so that I can focus on what God is wanting to do. And so that's what we really need to do. We need to learn to begin to separate ourselves from these distractions. They're trying to pull us away from what God's will is for our lives. We, we understand this, that we have an enemy. And what he's trying to do within everything about him, he's trying to bring distractions within us, pulling us away from what God wants. Who in here knows that God's got a plan for your life? Every hand in this room should go right up. I promise you God's got a plan. He's got a will. He's got a desire. He's got something that he's wanting to do through you. And actually, I'm going to say it this way. He's got some things. God's got a lifetime of things that he's wanting to do through your life. And we need to be able to recognize that, look, I, I don't need these distractions. i got enough going on. There's some things that you can control and that you can eliminate within your life. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a look at some scripture here. Let's jump into Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38. And uh, we got that up there, right? Understand he got two sisters are hosting Jesus, and it appears to be uh, some sort of dinner party, but here we go, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said, but Martha, what was Martha doing? Was what? But Martha was distracted, all right, that's very important for us to understand, by all the preparation that was that had to be made so in other words uh she was distracted and honestly i couldn't blame her in that could you imagine jesus coming to your house at a dinner party my word that place better be clean now actually i'll be like jesus when you walk in could you just be like <laughs> and by like like where, where were we doing in one of the boys rooms in the house right and and i'm not gonna tell my wife but i am and uh where we're doing one room and the room is about as big as the uh the the, the drum enclosure right it's for caden and we're redoing his room, but oh my gosh, if stuff didn't spread into every room, spread all throughout, you know? 
And so here, here she is, and, and they're having this dinner party for Jesus. And, and we have one who is very distracted in this moment. You know, here, here, Martha was distracted, the Bible says, by all the preparation that was going on. Imagine the high anxiety that was happening in that moment. Imagine what, what in the world do you cook Jesus? Have you ever thought about that? Like, what is the menu item for that night, you know? You got to make sure what the casserole is warm, everything tastes good, the apple pie is great, you know? Oh, watch this. Make sure Jesus got enough sweet tea. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been to a restaurant and you're sitting there and it's, this seems to keep happening to me, okay? When like, uh, you know, my water, Tom Derrickson, gets low. And, and then I'm like, I, I, where's the waitress when I need her? You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, I'm a waitress, and I take offense to that. I get it, I get it, I get it, all right? It's cool. But you know what? Can you imagine what must have been going through their mind in this story? So here we go. Let's move on. Uh, She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you even care that my sister... Here's what I kind of do. I like to take her attitude and try to imagine what she said. How about my lazy sister... Right? The one who's just hanging out with you when there's all these other things to be done. Why is, why is it that I have to do all the work? Have you ever been involved in, in this something and it's like you're involved in everything and somebody else is sitting there and they're doing nothing but they're going to get the same outcome as what you're going to get from all the hard work that you put into it? It's just not fair, is it? We got bigger issues. It's starting to come out of me right now. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know? Uh, exactly. No, I'm not. All right. Here we go. She goes on to say, Mary left me to do all the work by what? Myself. Don't you love it? when? Have you ever told God to do something? Right? You ever told, like, Jesus, you need to do this in my life. Like, he doesn't know what you need already. All right? Here, she says, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me now, right? All right, here we go. Moving on. Martha, Martha. Did your grandmother ever go like, Kevin, Kevin. (laughs) And and with that, and that tone, and it's like your disappointment, you know? He says, Martha, Martha, in this moment, right? He goes on, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things. Another version actually says you're worried and distracted by so many things. But few things are needed, right? He goes, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. And then with love, here we go, Jesus responds, you know, with all of that, and and says, and this is Mary, says, Mary has chosen, or excuse me, again, goes on to say, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We need to understand that our, our attention really needs to be focused upon what the things in this life matter the most. And the number one thing that should matter the most to us is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing should ever pull us away. Nothing should ever distract us from that. You know, Martha had a good heart, you know, just like you have good intentions, but yet you're distracted. Every day you're distracted by what? Your phone, your phone, your phone. I love this thing, but you can also learn to hate this thing, you know? Like I just got a breaking news. That's great, all right? And, and what we do is we get distracted by these things. And, you know, the, I actually saw research. They said, you look at this thing over 2,700 times a day, you'll pick it up and hit your button to see what's going on in life. 2,700 times a day. What if we would take up the Word of God 2,700 times a day? You know what I mean? You know, you get distracted. You start so you know looking on social media and looking. On, how about the the cat memes? The cat memes distract us today. Don't. Oh, there we go. Hold up, hold up. I don't have time to read my Bible. You just signed up for Disney Plus. Okay, all right. I like that one. I like that one. We get so distracted, right? Some of y'all are like dying right now over that. One. I see you're like I don't want to laugh out loud because it's true. All right. But we have so many things that we allow ourselves to get distracted. Here we are in, in the Christmas season, right at us. And what are we going to do? Christmas shopping. 
traveling, you know. Um, how about this? My schedule is so full. My kids are playing soccer and, you know, my, my kids hunting, you know. <laughs> I got a story later. All right. And thank it's for Brian. All right. And we've got so many things that we've got going on within life that we can easily get just sucked right into. What's interesting to me in this story is Mary, Martha wasn't doing something bad or even wrong. I want you to understand that. She was doing something good, but she wasn't doing what was best. It's not necessarily about the good and the bad or what you're doing is good or what you're doing is bad. Sometimes it's, are you doing what is best? Now, I want you to see here, and can you throw up that, that next one? It should have been there. Did you have that up there? No. All right. So often the most difficult choices aren't between good and bad, but between what? Good and best. If your enemy can't make you bad, he'll distract, away, distract you away from doing your best. He'll try to pull you away. He'll try to somehow... You understand, you have forces that are trying to destroy what God is wanting to do within your life. So how do we allow God to help us with what's best? Here we go. Number one, eliminate distractions. All right? Eliminate them. Um, the Apostle Paul, extremely direct in the New Testament. He was actually talking about relationships and marriage here. But let's take a look in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. This is what he's saying. I'm saying this for your benefit. Not to place restrictions on you. Or in other words, I'm not telling you this as a logistic thing that you have to do. But he says, I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few of distractions as possible. He's like, look, I get it. You're going to have distractions in life. That's going to happen. But what I want you to do is try to do your best. Eliminate some of these things that will help you to stay focused on what you need to be focused on. What is the most common distraction today is not necessarily a bad thing, but it is certainly maybe not the best thing for your life. All right? Um, I would argue as part of the Trinity, there is what? The Father, the Son, and then we have the Holy Spirit. We need to allow daily for the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives. And the moment we allow the distractions of this life to come in, we're, we're really interrupting what God wants to speak in us. The Bible is very key in the sense of God speaking. Many times people will say, I've never heard the Lord speak to me. I've never heard God's voice. Well, if you've over opened up the scriptures and you've read them, then you have heard God's voice. Now, know this. Your life is valuable. You're not insignificant. There is purpose. After all, God himself, what did he do? He created you. He has given you a passion. He has given you gifts. God has placed callings on every one of our lives. He has pushed you up to this moment in history because you are here in this time of history to do something significant to further grow the kingdom of God. There are some people that will only hear the message of Christ and will only come through you. So we cannot afford distractions to become so relevant within our lives because we can miss out on an opportunity to really bring an impact in someone's life. I don't want that on my shoulders. I certainly know you don't want that on your shoulders. God has created us. You know, Martha, um, you're so worried. You're upset about so many things. But he says what? Only a few things really matter. That we need to be connected. We must be involved with the people that are in front of us because God has a plan for them. And God may be using you. You may be the exact instrument and the exact tool that God is going to use in order to impact someone's life. 
I'm going to promise you this. There's nothing like knowing that you're in the moment that God has created for that time and you make an impact on someone's life. Some of you, you have been there and you don't even recognize it. Why? Because you've been so distracted. We need to pay attention, number two, to what's important. Let's take a look um, in Proverbs chapter 4. We have some scripture here. It says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Do what? Give careful thought into the, to the paths for your feet. And be steadfast in all your ways. The author in Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. What? The author and the perfecter of our faith. We are to fix our gaze and, and look ahead and look upon him. Now, here, here's my story. Let me tell you guys a story, all right? So, yesterday, I had the privilege. I'm changing my language from, like, a couple weeks ago. Remember that one? You'll, you'll get it here in a minute. I had a privilege to take my, my nine-year-old and to go with, with a couple guys here from church to go duck hunting. Wow, yeah. Yes. Reluctantly, 4.30 in the morning, I'm getting up out of bed. I'm getting myself together. I have to get up early to get, wake up, do my devotion, all that good stuff. And I'm getting myself, and it's dark, and I'm like, what in the world am I doing? You know, I, I, this is not me. God did not create me to be this type of individual, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself together, and then I go in, I wake up Carter, and we get everything, and we go, and, you know, we're getting to the, where we launch the boat off. It's still dark. I'm like, I don't see no other, I don't see anybody else getting out. We're the only fools out here, you know? So we get out there and, and uh, you know, we get in the blind and all this stuff. And, and they're like, well, Pastor, where's your shotgun? I ain't got one. <laughs> Carter's got one. If I see something, I'll pick it up and hit it. That's what I said, you know, I'm just going to pick it up and shoot. And, and, and so they're all like, okay, you know. And we're all sitting there in this blind, and golly day, I'm not prepared for it. It was colder than what I thought it was going to be. The wind's blowing, you know, my face is red as it is, you know, it's not feeling good, and, and my toes. Oh, if somebody would have stepped on my toes, I would have cried and died right then. You know what I'm talking about? That type of deal. And this went on for three hours. And then all of a sudden, here comes some ducks. My nine-year-old, boom, you know, he's shooting. The other guys go, boom, boom, boom. They all missed everything. I said, Lord, have mercy. No, actually, they hit them, but they got away. That's what they tell me. And uh, I said, you like that? That was good. That was good. Come on now. They're going to kill me. Look, they're not laughing at all. They're like, we're going Next time you go, yep, we got a shotgun for you, you know? And so, so you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that was a little bit exciting, no? That was cool. And they're talking. They're all sitting there talking. And, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I guess you can talk while you're hunting. I don't know. I was always told you're supposed to be quiet. So anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm looking through this little patch in the, the blind, this stuff, you know? And I'm looking, and all of a sudden, here comes these dippers. I knew that because they told me that's what they were. And they landed right near the, 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 the decoys. And next thing I know, guns up, boom, Carter, boom, hits one, boom, boom, boom. They, they hit him, and I'm like, excellent, well, all right, this is getting exciting now, you know? And so they go out, they get their ducks, they come back. When they go out, praise Jesus, when they went out, and they were a little bit this way, understand that, another group of, of, of dippers came down, and, they, and I'm, it's, I'm just telling you the story because I'm excited about it. And they landed, and I... I looked, I looked at uh, Marty. I said, do I get a gun and shoot that thing? He's like, shoot it. I grabbed his gun. Boom. And it, it didn't do it. It went down in the water. I said, I think I got it. He's like, no, it just dipped under the water. I was like, oh, okay. Next thing I know, it comes up and starts flying. I didn't even ask. I went, boom. Bloop. Right? But that's not even the point of the story. Now my adrenaline is going. I can feel my toes again. You know, everything is good. And we're done hunting. And I'm like, yes. 
Now we're going to go build a blind. Another, I was like, oh, I didn't sign up for that. So off we go, and we go to go build this blind. And uh, we, we go in, into the, this little area, this marshy area, and they're like, all right, pastor, hop off and go set the anchor. I'm like, no problem, I do that stuff, you know, in the summer and all that good stuff. So I go out, and choo. They said, is it soft? No, no, not soft. It's only up past my ankles now. And as they're talking, I'm glowering. And they're going, they're going, are you stuck? I ain't sitting here because I want to. You know, I'm, I'm like, so they throw a board down and Rob comes out. And he's, you had to be there. It was, it was so comical. At, now it is. And they're, he's pulling my leg out. Right? I'm like, my boot's coming off. He's like, we'll worry about that later. You know, so I get out, boom, and I get my foot on the board. I was able to save the other boot on my foot. And I got that out, and I got over, and, and next thing I know, Rob is sinking. And he's digging with wood, trying to get my boat out. And, I'm, and he goes, you know what the problem is? I was like, what? He's like, you're like Peter. You got distracted. If you could kept your eyes on me. See, there, I put a spiritual emphasis on it, guys. All right? Uh, it was fun, though. It was cool. It was cool. See, that's the problem. Some of us, we're sinking. We're overwhelmed in distractions. And so, watch this. And some of you don't even realize it right now. You don't even realize that you're sinking. You know, and I'm not trying to bring in a realization to say, oh, look at your current situation. It's not looking good. I'm saying, no, this can be rescued. God himself can pull you up out of that situation. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're so distracted with. I don't know what you have surrounded yourself in. You know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. We seek first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. What do we do that? We do that the first of our day. Jesus, I'm going to align my heart with you through your word. I'm going to align my life with you through what? Through, through time of prayer. The first of the week, what do we do? We gather in, in a place like this. Sometimes people say, well, this is the end of the weekend. No, this is the start of your new week. We're here today, and, and we're worshiping God. We're doing the great things. We're doing what is best for our lives. The first of the year, and you guys know this, is, you're going to hear more and more about this in my messages. We're going to come up on a time of fasting. As a church, we do it corporately. What are we doing? We're separating ourselves so that we can what, get closer to God. We need to have our focus placed upon him, never wandering off. Proverbs chapter 4, verse uh, 27 says this. Do not turn to the right or the left, but keep your foot from what? Evil. Our attention is so much turned to so many different things. But we know this, only a few things really matter. So therefore, we must eliminate distractions. We must focus or pay attention to what's important. And number three, we must focus on the voice of God. Let's look at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. It says, Whether you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. I, 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 can you keep that up there for a second? Whether you turn to the right or you turn to the left. And here's the part I really want you to understand this. As a child of God, you have access to the Father. And there's nothing, we're always looking for advice. We're always looking for what's the best way, what's the best thing for my life. Look what it says. Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. This is the, you've been contemplating choices and decisions and relationships and this, that, and another, purchases. I don't know, but God has been saying to you, and he does it in that quiet whisper, doesn't he? He says what? This is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. You know, I notice something, a trick with my kids sometimes. I wish I remember this all the time. But if I'm trying to get their attention, instead of like raising my voice, there's been times where I've just whispered at them. And they stop and they're like, what did you say? What did you say? And they hear it. And then I know I got their what? Attention. Many times that's what God is doing. He's whispering to us. He could be loud. Believe me, we don't want God to be loud, I don't think, you know? There's times where he is within our lives. 
But it's that gentle whisper when he says, this is the way. Walk in it. What have you been struggling with? What have you been contemplating? What have you been seeking God over? What is God talking to you about? Some of you, you just received your answer. This is the way. Walk in it. You see, when you seek God first, you will hear him. He's the God who what speaks. Obviously, when he created the world, he, he spoke and what happened? Here we are. If you've never heard from God, open up his word. He will always speak to you through it. He will speak to you through the voice of his spirit. He will speak to you through his people. He will speak to you through a song. He will speak to you through just like settings like this with a message. And he will speak to you even through your circumstances. What we must do is stop allowing ourselves of being distracted and take a moment and say, God, I'm here. Speak to me. What is it that you're trying to say? Listening to his voice. God, redirect my path in the way it should be. Open the doors, God, you want open. Close the doors you want closed. The relationships that don't need to be there. And listen, that can be a tough one. There's some relationships within your life that are extremely toxic. But they've been a part of your life for so long that you can't see your life without them. Let me help you out here. God has got much better plans for your life. You need to listen. This is the what? This is the way. Walk in it. Stay with me this morning. One of my favorite times in my personal life, and I can't believe I'm saying this, was 20, I, I look back on that this morning. 23 years ago, I was, I'm talking about the voice of God here, and I was, I was contemplating what, some of you have heard this, some of you have not, and I'm going to share it with you this morning. And I get this question a lot of times, so I'm, I'm, I love sharing this story. I love sharing this experience for me. And, and I remember um, I was contemplating what in the world am I supposed to do with my life? Like, what direction do I need to go? What career-wise, you know, I'm, I'm getting adulthood and all these things. And God, what, what, what's, what's supposed to happen here? What, what's your plan? And I remember the thought came across my mind. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try this fasting thing out. I've heard, I've heard about it. I've read about it in Scripture and all this stuff. And, and I was like, you know what, God? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to fast. And I went through a period of fasting. And uh, my mom and dad, my dad was a pastor, so he was my pastor. Your dad as a pastor sometimes kind of stinks. Let me just tell you that, all right? I, I feel for my boys as they get older. And... Um, I remember I would go over to the church and I would spend time in prayer. And I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was a rookie at all this stuff, right? And I just said, I said, God, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with my life. I'm going to go through this period of fasting. And until I hear from you, this is, what, this is how life's going to be. I'm trying to contemplate what am I supposed to do with life. I'm trying to eliminate some distractions so that my focus can be on God and what is his plan what he wants, what, what he, some of y'all need to hear this this morning. So I went through that time of fasting, and as I did, my mom one day, she, she, we were in the, the living room, and we were talking, and uh, she goes, I've noticed something about you, and I don't need to know what it is. I don't want to take away from what you and God are trying to do, but I just, I just want to say I notice it, and, and you just keep doing how you feel led. And so the day went on. We walked away from that conversation. Later on that day, I don't know how it happened, but we, I was fasting again about what am I supposed to do with my life, God? What, what am I supposed? You know, we always think that God's just going to, it's going to be like a writing on the wall or it's going to be like this loud, boisterous voice and it's going to be this moment. There's going to be somebody, some, there's going to be a pastor and he's going to look at me. He's going to tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do with my life. What am I supposed to do in this relationship? What am I supposed to do with my finances, what am I supposed to do with my career, what am I supposed to do with my children, right? That's what we think so many times. So I remember being in that moment, and, and my, my, later on that evening, my mom was sitting there, and we were in their bedroom, my mom and dad's bedroom, and she's got this rocking chair, 
She still has it. It is my rocking chair. My brother will never get it. And he knows it. And, and, and she, she pointed at my rocking chair. She goes, you know, Kevin, I used to sit in that rocking chair before you were born and, and, and hold my belly and rub it and, and lay hands on it and say, God, this is the one that you're going to use. I, I say that to say this. We're looking for voices. We're looking for stuff. And we get so distracted. And here's what we'll do. Even this morning, some of you are going to do this. You're going to say, Lord, I don't want to be distracted. I want to hear your voice. What am I supposed to do in this? What am I supposed to do in this, in this questioning or this problem or this season of life? And what is my future supposed to be? Or, or, you know, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? I don't know what it is you're going through, but some of you, that's what your prayer is going to be today. And then you're going to leave right out of here and you're going to continue to allow the distractions of life to come in and to sway you, what, to the right and to the left as the scripture says, that we're not supposed to do. And God is saying this morning, he's saying, listen, listen, listen. This is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. Father, here we are. We're in this room, and you have spoken to us through your scripture, through your word. God, we, we have so many distractions, and we have so many things that are pulling us. But right now, God, I pray for all of my friends that are in this room or even acquaintances or people I don't even know who, who don't have a relationship with you, Jesus Christ. Your Holy Spirit is tugging and dealing with their hearts right now. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, not allow one distraction to come against what you're about to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So every about ever I close, I want to ask you this question today. If you don't know who this Jesus Christ is that I talk about, that I love dearly with all my heart, that, that the scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever what would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Maybe you're here today and you're like, Pastor, I've not made that commitment. I've not made that decision. And and, and I want to make that decision today. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Today's the day of salvation. So I'm going to ask you this. If that is you today, all I want you to do is just slip up your hand. That's it. See the hand. That's you today. I see the hand. Awesome. Can we pray this prayer together as a church? Lord Jesus. Today, I accept you as my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me and make me whole. From this day forward, I will live for you and I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. Now, here's the fun part, right? This is the part where I, I, we, we all just kind of confess to each other, like, man, we're messed up. And here I am. I'm messed up. I'm a pastor, and I get distracted easily, too. I get distracted by your stuff. <laughs> I get distracted by my own stuff, all right? And I need God daily to, 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 to uh, just reel me back in, you know? Hey, right back. Let's focus again. Let's get back on this thing. You know, I say this to people all the time. I say, one, do you have a Bible reading plan? If you don't, get into it. Number two, if you did and you dropped out, start again. It's never too late. Get right back into it. Number three, if you don't have one, start today. Today's a great day. I say that why? Because we, we all get off track at times in life. We all get distracted. We get easily swayed. We get, you know, we, we get moved from here and there, left and to the right, even backwards. I want us to stay focused moving forward. And if you're like me, and I'm, I'm raising my hand this morning, I'm saying, you know what, I'm easily distracted. Has anybody else been distracted in here today? You've been distracted within life and you're kind of tired of it, right? You want your focus to, to, to be again right back onto Jesus and what his plans are and what he wants. Listen, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in Let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for this day. God, you have showed yourself to be so amazing. And God, may we never lose sight of who you are in our lives. 
May we never lose sight, God, that you have a plan, a purpose, and a will for every single one of us. And God, help us to not be so easily distracted and swayed and taken to the left and to the right. But Father, may we place our attention, may we place our thoughts, may we be intentional, God, upon you and what it is that you want. God, I don't know what the needs are, I don't know what the decisions are, the questioning may be, but God, you are the answer, and Lord, you have the answer. So Father, speak to us, speak to us boldly. God, speak to us through your scripture, speak to us, Lord, through one another. Speak to us, God, through your still, small voice. But God, speak to us. Help us, Lord, to eliminate these distractions. Help us to listen to your voice, and help us to focus upon what you want. In Jesus' name we pray, and we love you, Father, and as the psalmist said, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church says, amen. We love you.